All my hope is in Jesus, and I have been washed by the blood. We give Jesus glory and praise this morning for his blood that cleanses us from all of our sins. This morning, I bring grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, his beloved Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit who calls us into faith. This is the fourth Sunday after Easter, and we observe that Jesus Christ is risen. We celebrated that. But the emphasis of this Sunday all over the United States is on mothers. Many countries around the world celebrate Mother's Day, and so it is considered a worldwide tradition. It's not something that is only done here in the United States, but it's done all around the world. In my country, uh, it is celebrated on the same day as uh, the United States, so people there, matter of fact, have already celebrated it and because it's, it's late in the evening by this time. And I think the reason why much more emphasis is placed on Mother's Day than Father's Day, even though Father's Day is also celebrated, is because of the parental role that mothers play in the upkeeping, uh, upbringing of their little ones uh, throughout their lifetime. From birth straight through their growth process, she carries the same tenderness towards her children. And even after of sometimes the father will walk away uh, from the house, he'll walk away and leave uh, the, the children with the mothers, and then and, and she will care for those children, do everything she can in her power to care for her little ones. Right here in the Baltimore area, I have had the opportunity of meeting over two dozens of women that are caring for their little children by themselves. Some of them have more than one, two, three, four kids. They're caring for them by themselves with no father. And even after the father walks away, so they take up that tab and they do that. I remember, too, growing up uh, in that situation where my mother, uh, after my father was gone for days, and we would sit there hoping to see him drive into the driveway, and he would be nowhere to be found. And sometimes we would be left with no food, and we are hungry, and we are sitting there uh, with nothing. My mother would crumble together whatever litter she had just for us to have a meal and to go to sleep that night. And I would sometimes sit there and look at her and ask her, but mommy, aren't you going to eat something? And she'd be like, no, as long as you guys eat something, I'm full. And she would just drink water and go to bed. And I used to watch that happen over and again. I see mothers uh, of, as a true example of shepherds, you know, because they care for the little ones. The true shepherd is Jesus Christ, and we know that, and we see Mother carrying the example of Christ, uh, who from the day of our spiritual conception, Jesus Christ never had ever left us. Just like mothers, from the day that baby was born and she held her child in her hands, she never, never, never would let that baby go. And for them, it is so hard for the children to grow up. 
Sometimes I got to remind Precious that the kids are getting older because you see it's hard to uh, uh, picture that. We always, you always see your children as little kids uh, even as they grow up because of that tenderness that the mothers carry for their children. And so we see mothers as an example of that. And so Jesus Christ from conception, from spiritual conception, never left us. He makes this promise to his disciples in Matthew 28, verse 20. He's about to ascend into heaven, and he tells them, And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. And Jesus makes that promise to you and I today, all of us who have become baptized in faith in Christ. He makes that promise to you that surely I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. No matter what you're going through right now, you have to understand that Christ is saying to you, surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so just like mothers, Jesus brings to us safety and security. And this is why we find in our text today the whole idea regarding safety and security. In John's gospel, he speaks about the security and safety of the sheep. We listen to the responses reading from Psalm 23. It is all about the sheep. God caring for the sheep in the book of Revelation, we see his sheep with him in their final resting place called heaven. And uh, they are there where he is declaring that no more will they hunger or thirst or will the sun beat down on them again. No more sickness or sorrow, sufferings or troubles. All of that is going to be gone when we get into this final place of rest. Safety and security are the reason why we celebrate Easter, celebrated Easter two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and we celebrated his victory over death uh, for us. Jesus died on the cross and did not remain in the grave. His resurrection from the grave gives us the hope for tomorrow that someday we too will pass away from this life. But when we pass away from the life, it is not going to be over yet. Jesus Christ is coming back, and the Bible says with a shout, one shout, all those who have died in Christ will be brought back to life again to enjoy the beauty of his life. So today, as we celebrate our mothers, we are celebrating their victory over our earthly struggles from infancy to efficiency, we are celebrating that. And so now Jesus becomes this ark of safety for all who are saved and baptized into Christ Jesus our Lord. He wants it to be an assurance that you are safe in him. He wants you to be assured of your safety in him. And what this assurance does is it helps us enjoy the beauty of what has already been given to us. God wants us to enjoy the beauty of salvation. Saving, he's having this assurance will help us uh, act like safe people should act. Once we have this assurance that we are not working for our salvation, but we are working in our salvation, it's going to change the whole idea that we carry about it. In 1933, during the construction of the Golden Gate, uh, Gate Bridge in San Francisco, it is told that 23 people fell to the death 
from up that, 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 that bridge while they were building the bridge. And as a result of that, the rest of the workers became more cautious and conscious while they worked. They were trying to avoid falling from the bridge, and they spent more time trying to keep themselves safe than they did working. And as a result, the work slowed down a lot. And so what they had to do was to get some large nets and place those large nets under the bridge so that in the event where anybody falls, they will fall and be caught by those nets. And so as a result of that, the workers no longer worried about falling to the death because the, the nets were under the bridge. So the work picked up and went faster than it was before because people were no longer worried about dying or falling to the death. This is why Jesus, the good shepherd, doesn't want, want us working for our safety, but rather he wants us to work in our safety. And he has provided us this safety in himself because he figured we would work better if we didn't have to keep worrying about keeping our own salvation, waking up every morning worrying about whether or not you are saved. So this salvation that we have is in Jesus Christ. Let's look at three important aspects of it this morning. The first one is our possession. Look at our possession in the Lord. In John 10, 23, it says, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. We were given eternal life when we were saved. You have to understand what was given to you. Not 10 years life assurance, but eternal life is what God gave us. We possessed it right now. Not at death, but right now when a person comes to faith in Jesus Christ, he or she becomes saved immediately. It's not something that you're going to get somewhere down the line. And it's not something that you get, and after 10 years, it begins to expire. Now you have to go and think about renewing it. It is in Jesus Christ. He gives it. It is the present, eternal possession of every child of God that we have right now. We possess it because Jesus gave it. He says, I give them eternal life. That's what he says. The world did not <coughs> give it to you. You did not give it to you. Jesus gave it to you. But let's look at the value of this life. The value of the life is eternal. That's what the scripture says. It's eternal. That's what Jesus says. The value of this life he's giving to us is not temporal. It's eternal life. Look at that word eternal. It means forever. It means the life that God has given us is forever life. You cannot equate it to anything that we have in the temporal world right now. We cannot. Everything we have or we acquire in this life or we achieve in this life, at some point is going to fade away. It's going to dissipate. But when it comes to what God has given us, this life, the reason why we rejoice in it is because it's something that lasts forever and ever and ever no one is able to take it. It does not diminish. It does not fade away. You have it. You cannot question it because God has given it to us and is eternal life. That's the possession that has been given to us. Now let's look at our position in the Lord. In John 10, 29, he says, My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. 
No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. Now look at this text, informs us that we have been placed in God in order to live out our faith well. You've got to understand this theology well. You have been placed in God. When we became saved, we were justified in the courtroom of heaven. God justified us in the courtroom of heaven. God declared us righteous. God declared us holy because of Jesus Christ. He did that. The blood of Jesus purchased our redemption in the courtroom of heaven. And so in Romans 8.30, the Bible says, those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. And that's what we see. So God called us and justified us in that calling. And so you have a, a right in heaven with God because of what he did. He justified us. Not only that, but he glorified us as well. And that glorification is what we wait for now. That's what John is explaining in the book of Revelation this morning where the church is there before his presence in white robe, and we are worshiping the Lord day and night. And he says there, there will be no more hunger, no more thirst, no more sorrows. There is where we're going to be just like Jesus. That's when God is going to glorify us. We're waiting for that glorification to take place when Jesus comes back. Scripture says, and we shall be just like him. <coughs> Sorry. Now picture the ark, and Noah and the ark, picture that. You all know this story, because all of us went through Sunday school at some point in our lives, and you heard the story of Noah and the ark. And I bet uh, they stayed in the ark. The ark was a place of safety that God crafted through the hands of Noah, because he knew he was going to destroy the world with water. And he told them to go into the ark to be saved. And the storm came, and the water came, and it rained and rained and rained. And throughout that time, those who were in the ark were saved in the ark. And no one, the rain or the storm, was not able to destroy them. I bet they fell many times in that ark, but never once did they fall out of that ark. So you got to understand that, that sometimes as Christians, we will fall as we try to walk this pilgrim journey. And when you fall, doesn't mean you're falling out of Christ. You're falling in Christ. And he is always there to hold us up and keep us going. We need to understand that. Look at the validity of the text. My father, he says, is greater than all. My father is greater than all. In other words, the one who holds us in his hands is greater than all, is what Jesus is trying to say. He's saying that there is no one that is stronger than my father. Now, take the word all and put the greatest, strongest name to it. Put the strongest name to it. And when you put the strongest name to it, Jesus is saying that after you do that, the father is greater than that name. So there is no name on a heaven that is greater than the father's name. And so when the father keeps you in his hands, when he protects you under his shelter, sheltering care, no power on the earth is able to snatch you out of the Father's hands. That's the victory we have in God. 
That's the salvation that the church has in Jesus Christ. It is the reason why no matter what you go through in this life right now, you should not allow it to detect to you as far as your salvation in Christ is concerned. You are hidden in God and God you're hitting in Christ, rather, and Christ is hidden in God. In other words, for them to get to you, they got to open up Christ, open up God to get to you. And you are hitting because God is powerful than any other power. Give God a hand of praise this morning. We celebrate Mother's Day today because of their exceeding uh, service, services rendered to us in this short span of time here on the earth. Short span of time because we all are passing through. No one is gonna live here forever. And as I talk about my mother, she's gone. She left me when I was only 12 years old. It was hard, it was difficult when she left at age 12. Uh, but she left because her term on earth was over and she had to leave and she left this place. So the time span the mothers used to take care of us is short. But along with that, we celebrate Jesus for his extraordinary service, which goes on into eternity. His service does not end. It goes on into eternity. It is forever the service that he brings to us. We talk about our possession. We talk about our position. Now let's talk about our power. Bible says in John 10, 30, Jesus says, I and the Father are one. I and the Father are one. I remember during those days when we had no food in our house, I used to draw strength from my mother. Her presence just gave me assurance that everything would be okay. Once she was there, it was fine. Uh, and, and, then, and then I remember when she passed away. All of that changed because she was the only one hope that we would look up to when our father was nowhere to be found. She was the one that brought hope. Now that hope was gone and we were left alone to uh, fetch for our lives and fetch for food and do all those things. It was tough, it was rough, it was hard, it was difficult. I was angry. I asked God questions, questions that uh, I thought uh, were right, like why you had to do this? Seeing where we are now and you took her away. But you see, when it comes to this life that I have in Jesus Christ, I don't have to worry about it. He ain't going nowhere because death cannot hold him captive. Death has no authority over him. Matter of fact, he went in the grave and came back out of the grave and told death that it has no power over him. And because death cannot have any power over him, my hope is in him. This is an eternal hope. This is an everlasting hope. I need not worry about death or him being separated from me at no point. Matter of fact, the Bible says that when I die, I'm going to be right in his presence. Absent from the body is present with the Lord. So there ain't no time there where I'm going to miss his presence because it's going to happen in the blink of an eye that I leave this body and right there in the presence of Christ I am. And so there is no time when he's going to leave me alone. So here we find Jesus telling the Jews about the immense strength that his sheep has in the Father. He's telling us that we are strong because him, he and the Father are one. 
And this strength, this collaborative strength that is coming from heaven that we are participating in, he's telling us how strong we are in the Lord. You have to understand that this life is going to push you. It's going to take you through storms, trials, tribulations, regrets, heartbreaks, and all these things. But as you go through these things, you have to understand that you are strong in the Lord. I want you to say it with me. I am strong in the Lord. Say it. I am strong in the Lord. Yes, we are strong in the Lord. Give God a hand of praise this morning. So here we, we, uh, know, we will come back again to Noah's ark. That storm destroyed everything that was in its pathway except that ark. Everything got destroyed except that ark. And that's a picture of you and I today. The storm will come and the rain will fall. But you have to understand that you are, as long as you are in Christ, you are strong. And nothing is able to destroy you. We have the unity of the Trinity with us. That's how seriously it is. That's the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. When Jesus said, I and the Father are one, back then the church or the people did not know about the Holy Spirit. So he says, I'm the fa- I and the Father are one. He had not yet introduced to them the Holy Spirit. So all they knew was the Father and all they knew was him. So I and the Father are one. But you see, we have now, we know about the Holy Spirit, and we have this Trinity, this blessed Trinity that is with us. Uh, there is power, power, wondrous, working power. We sing this song in church all of the time. In the blood of the Lamb, Jesus is powerful. The Father is powerful. The Holy Spirit, who is present in our lives, is also powerful. The presence of Christ in our lives gives the assurance that we can face every storm that, uh, and overcome it. Every storm that comes in our lives and overcome it as as we celebrate Mother's Day today, we think about the temporal blessing that they bring or brought to our lives uh, as they were with us or uh, as they are with us right now. But then we pause for a moment and we think about Jesus and the eternal promises and blessings that he brings to our lives. And it makes our celebration of Mother's Day even more meaningful. And I pray that as we celebrate today, let's remember that there is a greater celebration above all, and that is that celebration that Christ brings to our heart as he has called us into faith and the hope that we will celebrate that and participate in that someday in his glorious heaven. Pray these words from the Lord. We encourage your hearts and keep you steadfast in your faith, knowing always, mothers, that God will never bring you this far and leave you. He will not teach you to swim and let you drown. God will not build his home in you and move away or lift you up and let you down. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and all God's people say, Amen. Amen.